first guest is a great man. He's, I think he's heading off to Sydney to watch the Chariots of Fire, one of Harness Racing's biggest dancers. I speak of Adam Hamilton. Adam, good morning to you, mate. Um, first of all, I thought it would be fitting to pay tribute to our great mate uh, on race card on this Saturday morning and Dean Lester. I know that you were really close to him. You worked with him for such a long time. Um, and he's going to be sadly missed, mate. But his legacy, if I've said this on a few occasions over the last 24 hours, um, will live on forever because of the work that he did. Yeah, certainly will. Uh, certainly will, Gareth. Um, good morning to you and Miles and all the listeners. Um, look, there's not a lot I can add from um, from the wonderful tributes that uh, yourself and many others at SEN and, and across a, a broad spectrum of media outlets have um, have afforded Dean since his um, since his passing. Um, just a, a an absolutely wonderful human. Um, had that the rarest and and most special of qualities where he'd rather do someone else a favour than uh, um, than do something that was going to be you know particularly beneficial for him. And it's an incredible quality, and it, it stood with him all the way through, and it stood with him through decades of uh, of adversity with his health as well. And you know, I don't think as many times I saw him where he didn't have a smile on his face despite all the battles that he fought. And um, and the legacy, as you mentioned, that he leaves for racing is uh, is quite unique. I'll, you know, forever treasure the 15 to 20 years or so we had. Um, me often with savage hangovers on a Sunday morning, getting up early to do correct weight. Um, and I think I describe him as the voice of reason. He was the human of reason during, um, well, just so we say, an explorative. Uh, a phase of my life and career, if hey, you put it that way. Mind you, and I never like got the opportunity to party with Dano, but they tell me he could give it a shake. Oh, he certainly could. Yes. Yeah, no, he certainly could. Um, <laughs> he certainly could, uh, particularly early on, no doubt about that. But um, but un- unlike perhaps myself and and you and a few others, um, Dino. Dino had a better gauge of when to turn on and off, let's put it that way. And so. you worked on both sides of the fence in administration as, a, as Dino's manager there when you are at Tab Corp and worked with him there at RSN 927. So what was the difference between, say, others compared to Dean Lester? Oh, look, I, um, I just think that, you know, what, what, what you see and what the public saw of Dean is exactly what you had to deal with. And, you know, we all know that uh, a lot of people probably work hard on portraying a public image and they, that may not necessarily 100% be them behind the scenes, but it certainly was with Dean. And, um, you know, I, yeah, look, I, I feel I feel almost silly to say that, you know, that at one stage I was managing Dean because there was no managing to do. There was no hard discussions. There was, there was just mutual respect and any time it came round to you know, to doing contracts or agreements or anything like that. It was it was pretty simple from Dino. He said, mate, I trust you. You do what, what you think's right and I'll sign off on it. And, um, you know, when you have that mutual respect, um, it's, you know, it's it's a pretty special thing. But, look, this is not about me. It's not about anyone else. It's about remembering the, you know, the, the great contribution that he made, not only to racing, but so many individuals' lives along the way, Gareth. He... Uh, um, and I can't emphasise that enough. That yeah. he, you think of the time that Dean would have spent every day doing something for someone else, not himself. And everyone used to ring him up, and as Hamish McLaughlin said, um, 
He goes, I don't know what I'm going to do now because I used to talk to Dino for half an hour a day because you knew that he would answer his phone. Um, yeah, yeah. It, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the, just the, the spectrum of things you'd talk to him about as well. You know, like, I, you know, when you talked about I managed him, well, not really. Like, I probably rang him more often than not to say, mate, if you were in my shoes, how would you handle this? You know, and, yeah. and, and that, whether you're an apprentice jockey, a senior jockey, a trainer, an owner, a... You know, a businessman, whatever it might be, I can imagine so many other people had those same sort of conversations. You know, the catch cry that Hamish and Channel 7 were saying last week was, who's Dino like in this? Uh, my catch cry was like, Dino, how do I handle this? <laughs> yeah. He was a man of reason. There was no doubt about that. Um, I wonder what Dino would be doing with Nature's Trip today. First of all, before I get your opinion, Adam, and Ladbrokes are betting, what, 215 with the champ so far. Um, ahead of the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. This is what his managing part owner, Rod Lyons, had to say about the chances of his champion, Nature's Trip, first up today. It's been all positive from that point of view. His trials, and jump out in Sydney, his jump out at Melbourne, his enthusiasm, his demeanour, his action, his breathing, it's all terrific. He, they couldn't be happy with him. Um, James has been riding him in work and Stewie, who rides him all the time, they're saying he's as good as ever now. As you say, he's an eight-year-old and he's going to war again on, on Saturday. He races against the best every time he goes out there. He gives his best yeah. and he'll do that on Saturday. But he's showing no signs of uh, of any battle fatigue at the moment. Are the Ladbrokes traders going to let us on? Well, they're letting us on at the moment. He's $2.10. But what price do you think he'll start, Adam? And do you think he'll win? Uh, I do. Um, I've tipped him, um, but I'll be watching the first 100 metres extremely closely because if you think back to his two defeats in this race, and in fact a number of defeats throughout his career, it's when he's got a bump or he's been tightened up and he's been thrown out of his rhythm early. Um, we know he's a horse that needs to get into into... He needs to be in the right head space and the right breathing patterns, and that's the one little concern from barrier one, but but we've got J-Mac, you know, and yeah. J-Mac, like, he'll find a way not to be not to be bumped or buffeted or tightened up. But then again, you know, like, you've got Marabi and Cool and Gatter will be coming out on roller skates and, um, and you know, they may or may not get across him. I, I don't think J-Mac would want to get into an absolute war in the first 200 metres. It's, it's more about just not being cluttered up and not getting the horse into a into a mental position where he just starts to to panic a little bit because we've seen when he does, he that's when he's a little bit vulnerable at the end of his races, when he can't get into that great breathing pattern of his early and then produce those incredible sections from the from the six to the four and the four to the two to put the race beyond doubt. You take him on, Milo, or uh, him? Look, I, I think the scratching of rocking horse is a big one. And... and Everything that Hamo just said, I agree with wholeheartedly. But I, I had a, a rocking horse going to the inside rail from two, and if Nature Strip just half misses it, then that then had to tuck in behind, right? So I, I'm, I think the scratching probably helps him. Um, but at the even money, I mean, he wins 54% of the time. I'm happy to have a bet outside of him, and if I get beaten, I get beaten. And for that reason, I'm just going to have a bet um, each way on Cool and Gatter. Okay. Um, and so if I get beaten, I get beaten at even money. But uh, Colin Gatter's a play for me. And Sam Williams from Little Avondale Stud reporting that Rockin' Horse just knocked her leg, so they didn't want to take any risk with her. She'll be going around, hopefully, in the Oakley Plate 
next week. Adam Afcab in a dollar fifty-five with Lad Brokes. Ossipenko seven fifty, but you can get a dollar ninety the place for the Waller Train three-year-old. Would you prefer to back Ossipenko the place than Afcab in the win? Uh, yes. Um, just just one thing quickly back on the. Uh, the lightning. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm expecting a monstrous run from I Wish I Win. It wouldn't okay. surprise me, despite what we've seen from the horse so far. It wouldn't surprise me if he's got another level to go to this campaign. When you consider how far he came in a short time, so can he win over a thousand? I don't know, but um, I reckon this is going to be a monstrous campaign for cool. I Wish I Win. And so, you get the A. Yeah, let's be honest. You get the A set from yeah. PG Moody. Oh, well, A plus. I, I wish I did. Yeah, <laughs> I and, wish I did. And what? Sorry, sorry, mate. Just quickly with um, Bella Nipotina because she's basically your horse these days because she is representing Ladbrokes in the Quokka. I'm with it in the Quokka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I, I think she, I think she's going to be really well suited for the Quokka, and you know, just uh, I, I don't, I, I don't know this from the stable, but everything sort of says to me that she'll just come on a lot from this run, and, and I think this is a little outside her comfort zone. I'm expecting a good run. I'll be pleasantly surprised if she can win but for me it's about getting a, a really good run under the belt and then stepping up from here into uh, into the other good races here before she heads over to Perth but absolutely stoked to be teaming up with her yes I want to be on Ossipenko a place I think he'll really close the gap on AFCAB and I don't know whether he can beat him today but it wouldn't surprise me if he beat him deeper into this campaign um, I, I think he's a really special horse Ossipenko and those who saw him in the yard said Nope, not first up. He's not wound up. Um, I'm tipping you'll come on a lot and get a hell of a lot closer today. Hey, Hamo, I am doing everything I can to get that track watered over there in Perth because if it's a five or worse, uh, Bella Nipotina is a moral in the quokka. Yeah. Moral. Yeah, it's probably... It's, it, yeah. Look, they can get a little bit of rain that time of year. I might have to get over there. Yeah, a week go dancing, Hamo. Go dancing. Hamo, it hasn't rained in April in Perth the last 20 years. <laughs> Well, that's true. You you did live there. I'm trying to I'm trying to be glass half full, Gareth. But anyway, so uh, hey, and what about? Um, so you're right. I'm at the airport, about to head up to Sydney too. I'm sim- I'll be honest. I'm going simply because Captain Ravishing is going. Well, you um, had him. Who had him I, scratched? Yeah. Well, that's oh, caused me a bit of angst. Um, look, well, I'm, <laughs> Tab, Tab had him. I saw Tab had him scratched, and and I um I called Emma Stewart, um, the trainer, and said, uh. I hate making these calls, but is he okay? And she goes, uh, I'm with him. What are you talking about? <laughs> so um, so I caused massive stress in the camp. Um, but anyway, the bottom line is he's running. It just adds to the theatre of the race in some ways, I guess. But I could have done without that to start my day, guys. I had about 100 text messages and our text message line went off. And Gareth, Captain Ravishing scratched. What are you doing? And I'm thinking... Um, then I looked at the some of the the the, um, the betting agencies, and he's scratched. And then I get on the phone and um, trying to get onto Hastavia, and he didn't have a clue what was going on. My mail was so. And then I saw your tweet and just retweeted it. So there you go. Um, what like does he lead Adam? And if he leads, I reckon there'll be pressure into that first bend because people need to cross or the drivers need to cross Captain Ravishing to give themselves a chance. That means I'll go lickety split that first quarter. But if he holds up, what time can he run? Yeah, oh, look, I've got no doubt he's a one. He, he's a he's an Australasian slash world record potential horse, no doubt about it. Now whether it plays out that way tonight or 
hopefully we get to see it in the Miracle Mile in a couple of weeks as well. But I've got a theory at the start tonight. Um, as much as they're talking tough about we will lead and he's got the gate speed, I don't think he needs to. In no. fact, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Mark Pitt just came out and let he's a, he's a son, son of a of gun, gun and or... Yeah, and or catch a wave, get across at the start, and then he'll he'll just move move around and get the front off either of those. Like, oh, there's no chance either of those would hold him. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, maybe catch a wave. There's some thought in their mind, but um, but I can't imagine anyone would want to hold him out if Mark Pitt gave him one on the one on the rump and just came yep. and launched. So, I I actually that look, it's my theory. I don't know they'll do that. I mean, they're saying no, they'll lead and lead easily so look either way I think he's just too good for these horses where he's at at the moment we're talking about a horse who's a dollar 75 or a dollar 80 to win a miracle mile if he can't win a chariot to fire bar, barring bad luck um, he's certainly not going to win a miracle mile so um, it's interesting Gareth I mean I, I sort of sat down during the week and a lot of people have been saying to me how good is he I'm not going to say how good he is because time will tell us that but how exciting is he to yeah. me is the question. And I don't think I've been as excited about the emergence of a horse since Christian Cullen came across from New Zealand and won the Miracle Mile 25 years ago. He He's oozed charisma. This horse oozes char- charisma and excitement. And if ever there's been a horse, the sport needs to be a megastar. Mm-hmm. And he'll get his chance to do that over the next six months. It's Captain Ravishing right now. I've, I've had three racing journos ring me up that had a good chat to me for half an hour or so, writing articles on Captain Ravishing. Um, and depending on the journal, one says, well, Leap to Fame's better than Captain Ravishing. And I'm thinking, how good's this? You're going to have a duel in this Eureka where you've got two stars taking on each other that could be just two complete champions out of the box. Um, and even like Catch a Wave, I've got a lot of respect for. So I've, it's yeah, hard. And, and, it's and, hard. The, and, yeah. And the three-year-old's coming up, Gareth. Like the Lost Storm looks as though he could be absolutely yeah. anything. Now, I know it's going to be hard for the three-year-olds to beat the older horses, but they do get a preferential draw, don't forget, and that's a big advantage when it comes to um, when it comes to the Eureka and school captain. He's had a little setback, but he looks to be really good too. So um, it's a terrific crop of horses. And, you know, for, for all of the, the split opinions on how good a thing the Eureka is, for harness racing, it's had a dream introduction, hasn't it? This is yeah. going to be a glorious six months of build-up because, yeah. You I mean, tell me a greater fame, race this century. You, you tell me a greater yeah. race this century than what the Eureka will provide. Like, are we going back? No, it, I can't remember one, can uh-huh. you? I, no, I can't. I mean, that's on the proviso, obviously, that that Captain Ravishing keeps winning and yeah. Leap to Fame will keep winning because he's just... It's fascinating the different approaches, isn't it? The old school Grant Dixon playing at low key, foregoing a chance at the Chariots of Fire and Miracle Mile to to do his own thing up in Queensland and and be almost single focused towards the, the Eureka. Whereas the Captain Ravishing team, they've got him up and going. They think the world of him, and they're just going to try and grab what they can now. And then I suspect he'll go into Cotton Wool after this, so Gareth. I don't think he'll travel to Queensland in the winter. I think after the Miracle Mile, all things going well, they'll probably take him back home and focus his preparation down there before before they uh, aim towards the Eureka on September 2. My, if he was my horse, because the Eureka's come into play, I would 
I wouldn't go to the Miracle Mile. He's he's probably going to win the next three or four. But I've seen a lot of four-year-olds get their heart broken going 147, 140. Um, you could go high 146s tonight um, and then back up and try and beat the older horses. Um, it's, a really good, it's, it's a really good point you make. I mean, four-year-olds, here's the, here's the split dynamic of it. Four-year-olds, good four-year-olds invariably run extremely well in the Miracle Correct. Mile. They either win or they run great, great races for, for minor placings. But what does it take out of them? That's yeah. the question. So, um, But we are talking about the... The, the champion stable in harness racing at not the moment a, in Emma Stewart and Clayton Not Tonkin. in open class, mate. They've, 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 and I love Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin, but they have broken horses' hearts when they've got to open class in a way. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they don't I, need I, to go to the Miracle Mile this year. They can win the Eureka and then win the next three Miracle Miles. I think they, like, the way Luke McCarthy looked after King of Swing, I think is the perfect example. Yeah, it's uh, the thing is, if he comes out and absolutely jogs in tonight, yeah, can you really say no to a $1 million race in two weeks' time? No, that's a good like point. A, yeah. It's an incredibly hard thing to say. It's probably, it's a little easier for you and I. And, and I'm, I'm agreeing that what you say makes a lot of sense. But oh, I'll tell you what, it might not make quite as much sense if you and I owned Harp Beach and, and we had to sit down and have breakfast on Sunday morning and yeah. go, Nah, bugger the million. We're waiting for a race in September, you know, because September's a long way away. Yeah. A long way away, and things can go wrong, can't they? I know you've got to catch that plane. We could speak all day. I tell you what, Cobby and Quinn, they've had the King just arrive, and um, I think this is one of your first times. You've been a special guest as a cameo on Race Card, but um, might have to lock up the boss for a permanent spot here on Race Card. He's just straightening Mate, it right up. I'm, I'm prefer to talk to the boss. <laughs> it's a preference. It's too much nonsense with the others. <laughs> and so I, I actually yeah, met you. I actually met you, Gareth, with Hamo at the casino. Yep. Remember the what, first time? It was about one thirty in the morning. Wasn't it, it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what, I'd had a couple. What a shock! Yeah, yeah I was... remember what I said about remember what I said, guys, about Dino working out a little earlier than us about when to switch on and off. Yeah, we still haven't, have we? No. <laughs> and Quinny, Quinny's just texted through and said Adam's first lie for the day um, at eleven oh six a.m. He's never had a hangover. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't i don't know about that guys but anyway good on you brother hey enjoyment angle tonight I, I'm, i'll be watching and hey by the way our man mickey harvey he was two from three last week this is his moldy adam see if you agree peaceful race three number five race five number two tay tay race seven number one captain ravishing and race eight better zip it um twelve dollars mm. that multi yeah, it's look. It's it's interesting. That peaceful Kalua flyby clash will be an absolute ripper in the first heat of the Oaks. So, uh, but it, yeah, peaceful's been backed off the boards. Not many better judges than Mickey. I'll uh, I'll look forward to seeing him up there tonight. But your man Georgie Alphonse is waiting for me at the airport to drive me out. So I'll say hello from you, Gareth. Yep. Great to be on with you too, Miles. Uh, good to chat, Hamo. As good always. Thanks, Hamo. There's Adam Hamilton there. Big cheerio to our great mate from Oz Equipment Rentals and the best pub in the Valley. Oh, yes. The Oldham Hotel, Shane Bennett, who turns 55 today. He's out fishing. Good on you, Benno. Um, good I tell you what, Benno, get on the first. He, wants, he always loves a tip, Benno. Race one um, at Flemington. Race one. Seriously, Azon. Yeah, horse nine. Seriously, Azon. B. Shin and Nick Ryan. So there you go. Um, so happy birthday Jeez. to Benno. We had fun that day down at Geelong Cup, didn't we, with yep. all those 
that crew. Oh, I was so – it was honestly the best fun. Out of the whole spring carnival, Huey and I were talking about it. It's yeah. a thumbs up. That was the best day down you know, there. You know um, Cotton On, yeah. the team there, we're taking their money, reckons, of those equipment rentals. We got we need a bigger tent because we, 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 everyone was, was coming in. It was yeah. tight. It was tight. But you know what? The tightness made it good, Gareth. Yeah. Um, morning, lads. I see one of your corporate sponsors that ends blah 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 has Afcam and boosted to two fifty. Um, so there you go. That's from Louis. Um, is this a wise play? So please advise two fifty Afcam. Yes, if you can get two fifty. Yeah. Um, um, and by the way, Gareth, your tribute to Dean Lester was beautiful. Thanks for that, Louis. Appreciate that. Outstanding. Um, thanks for the fill up on Wednesday, Gareth. You and Semi on fire. But regards to midweek Milo, who was still benched from the Saturday team. That's from Andy. It's a bit harsh, Andy. You've been on fire, Milo. Uh, oh no, I think Andy's. Look, Andy's got um, like a few, um, a few dramas. I oh, think. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy Vandermark joins us. He's got no dramas. He's a star. G'day, Jimmy Vandermark. How's things, mate? The number one. Um, tennis player in the game. Yeah, mate. I actually went around with a mate of mine uh, yesterday, hauling down to the local tennis club, mate. It was thirty-nine point one degrees, um, and I think if they say it's about ten or fifteen degrees hotter on a tennis court. So it was an absolute nightmare. We played one set. I got the job done six-three, but mate, <laughs> I was I was in uh, conserve energy mode the whole way through. But it was good fun anyway. Thanks to Labrokes. Let's have a look at these markets for the Meadows tonight. I'm excited about this card, and it's the heats of the Australian Cup and also the Super Stays. Now the 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 query here with some of the best greyhounds in the in the land doing batter, when you have a look at, say, of well, she's fast. We know how good she is. She's been there, done that. Um, she was superb in the Temley there the other day. She's drawn box number seven. She's still an odds-on favourite, but history tells you, now she's out to $1.85 with Ladbrokes, that she's vulnerable when she gets a draw like this. How do you assess her chances? Yeah, look, mate, it's interesting because I, I spoke a little bit about this through the week and um, I, I've sort of come to the agreement with myself that I'm not tip wow, she's fast on, 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 on a losing basis again because she just finds a way to win. Now, as a tip, I tip her to win. Um, as a betting proposition, $1.85, I, I couldn't say to you confidently, Gareth, go and have a bet on wow, she's fast at 185. And I spoke about this on the podcast through the week saying that it's one thing to tip a greyhound that... You know, I, I just think she's such a superstar. She finds a way to win. But as a, as a betting prospect tonight, I actually think she's a lay option right, because I think the dollar eighty is silly. Um, there's speed underneath of her. Revolution's going to hold the front from box number one. Elite Alex has early pace, and there's class in the race. He's no slouch, Captain Larry. They can get down to twenty nine eight. So she's going to need to do everything right and be as good as she is to find a way to win this. But I feel like I've done this a few times throughout her career where I honestly thought she was a lay um, and then she comes out and, and blows them away and she did it through the, the launching pad series. That's probably a prime example where she had terrible boxes week after week and she just finds a way. And if she wins tonight, she elevates even more. Look, she's, I think, by far the best female greyhound that we've ever seen race. But if she can win a race like tonight from an awkward draw and then go on to win the Oz Cup, she may well just plan herself okay. as the uh, you know number one seed in greyhound racing but for forever. She's better, that good. That's a big, big call. So better than Fannabale. Yeah, look, I think she's got Fannabale covered. Um, Fannabale didn't have the brilliance of Wow She's Fast. Yeah. She was just a, a quality, consistent, versatile chaser where Wow She's Fast. It's not even so much you know the, the, the times they run. It's just the fact she's been able to win and win these big races time after time after time and. 
Um, credit to Cal and Jackie Greeno. They've done an extraordinary job, but... Man, she's going to have to be as good as she is and maybe a little bit more tonight. All right, then. Would you rather take a dollar eighty with Ladbrokes with, well, she's fast, or a dollar eighty with Emron Boy? Who's a better dollar eighty chance? Yeah, look, I'll probably get this wrong, but I'll say Emron Boy. I think Emron Boy's um, heat isn't as strong as, well, she's fast heat. Um, and I think Amron Boy is equally as good um, time-wise, if not better, than, uh, than Wow She's Fast. But obviously, Amron Boy, he can just uh, lack that little bit of early burn time to time. And Fernando mixed the smoky in Amron Boy's race because he almost cleared them in the Tim Lee field and then he found trouble at the first corner. So he goes into box eight where he loves to be. He led all of the way by the last top in a Melbourne Cup. So he's got, uh, got a big chance in that. But yeah, look, if you... Would have pinned me down, Hawley, and say back one of the two. I'd probably say Amron Boy's the better of the two bets at $1.80. Okay, Mobile Legends out. McInerney, two fifty in that heat. So he's a wonderful chance. You've got Kelsey Bale that nearly led all of the way in the Temley last week at two fifteen. So what are we doing from a punting perspective? Your best bets on the card. Yeah, my three best bets. Um, Kelsey Bale is one of them. Um, I, I thought her run last week was just massive. And if it's not for the, the two out-and-out champs of the game, wow, she's fast and Amron Boy, she wins the, the Tem Lee in blitzing fashion. So I'm, I'm with uh, race 10, number two, Kelsey Bale is probably the best bet of the night. Um, and she is my tip to win the final next week. Um, obviously a bit of water to go under the bridge before that. Uh, the other of the best bets, race one, I like number seven, uh, Maureen Susie. I just think she'll... Uh, She'll position up probably not too far off the speed in this, and I think it's a very winnable race. She's $1.95 now, um, in from about $2.50. But there's money for the red master, the art, 16 to 650 I just don't see him running out a strong 700 metres. So, hence, I was pretty keen on Maureen Susie. Obviously, Zar Bell and Ariane Bale will go well in that heat. And the other one that I'm really looking forward to tonight is uh, race four. He's probably the shortest price favourite of the night, especially through those Oz Cup heats, is Victor Damien. Now, I've been pretty bullish in saying I reckon this is the best dog from uh, from South Australia that we've, we've seen. And he hasn't done it yet in Melbourne, but his South Australian form was outstanding, which is one thing. He then went to Sydney, which I think adds another string to his bow, winning the derby and, and running the times he did. But what I like, Gareth, is I think he's learnt to be a race dog with that Sydney trip. He come to Melbourne, he trialled 29.61, I think it was, um, at the Meadows. And, and look, with a little bit of progression, box number one, in a field, he can probably go 29.50s tonight. And if he does that, he's going to be a genuine contender, not just tonight, but also next week. But the one concern for him is Vader Bale in box number three. If you could put a jockey on Victor Damien, you'd almost say, let Vader Bale go, let her set the tempo, then pull over her heels and run her down. But unfortunately, you can't do that with dogs. Yes. So hopefully he's smart enough to find his way around Vader Bale and get the job done. Won't be missing um, a minute tonight there at the Meadows. Great calling, James. Thanks for your time as always, mate. Yeah, have a good one, mate. This man is an absolute dead set superstar. His name is Nicholas Quinn, and he joins us from Ladbrokes, of course, on this Saturday morning. Hey, Quinny, good morning to you, mate. I know that you were famous, and he was a great mate of yours as well, Dean Lester. Um, used to dominate on a Friday morning and also on a Saturday morning with Dino. He was a little bit like he was with me. That um, He knew that he loved us, but... When we made a mistake, he let us know, he let us know about it. <laughs> uh, um, but you had a run, wonderful association with him as well for so many years, mate. It was like a it was like a father to you in a way. You, you uh, well, Adam, he was like your um, older brother. Well, don't tell Adam he's like a father figure to me because he still tells girls that he's younger than me. But with Dino, you're absolutely spot on, and. I'm still half expecting to get here at Flemington today and him to call me over and just say, now I heard what you said with Gareth today and just want to clarify this and this and this. So yeah. 
I know he put a lot of time into you and me, and he always wanted the best for us as well. Everything he did came from a place of care, and he's going to be very, very soundly missed. We were telling the story the other day, Milo, is that when I was at, in Perth working for Tab Radio, I was excited about that, like I had um, some big-name guests there for our breakfast show. Anyway, it was on a Wednesday, so Dino used to join us there, and I took a picture of the rundown, and <laughs> Timmy Walker, the producer at that time, must have had the phone numbers there, and so I've social put that on social media. And Dino's got an O three number that only three people knew about the radio station. No one else was allowed to have that phone number, and I give it out. I gave it out to the world, and he was he was um, getting phone calls from strangers saying, "What about this horse in the quaddy? I don't. I can't believe you didn't put this horse in, Dino. What do you think of this horse?" And then I was at the gym, and I had six missed calls from Simon Miller because I hadn't really known Dino for that long. Um, because I just started there in, in Perth. And Simon goes, mate, I don't know what you've done to Dino, but he's ropeable. You've given his number out. I said, no, I haven't, mate. I give out his subscription number all the time, like Dean Lester for his tips, um, for his full service, go to 1-800, whatever the number was. And I checked the rundown. I looked at the Twitter and I'd given out his number. Oh. Anyway, I had to ring him and he gave me an earful, but then he forgave me and we laugh about it still. To, uh, we used to laugh about His it all the time. His phone would have blown up. Unbelievable. Blown up. He had, he, I haven't changed this number for 30 years and you made me do this. <laughs> I said, oh, I'm so sorry, Dino. Anyway, I remember going part out of the gym. I had to go to the park across the road from the gym. I, and I didn't know how to make that phone call. I knew I had to make that phone call and it took me 15 minutes to... Put up the courage to ring him anyway. Um, thank, thank God he forgave so good. me. Um, what are we backing today, Quinny? What's your best bet? Uh, the one I'm going to be playing, and just as I speak, there's a lovely tribute to Dean playing over the loudspeakers at Flemington. Hopefully it's not too loud there in the background. But Anna Visto for mine, race five, number four at Flemington. She's got such a terrific first up record. She's had five attempts. She's won three of them. The other one was a luckless second I think she'll add to that today. Trolled very nicely recently. Has been 280 into 235. For mine, looks the best bet on the card at headquarters today. All right, then. Anything else that we're backing? Well, I mean, yes, there will be. Is there anything else that I think we should be backing? That's another Correct. point. Now, the interesting runner is Nature Strip. Are we for or against Nature Strip? You can make great cases for him. You can make great cases against him. I can't recall a horse that started favourite more in his career than Nature Strip. Punters are always latching onto him. He dominates the market at two dollars ten. Cool and Gatter a six fifty second elect. Marabi seven fifty. Yay or nay for Nature Strip today? Yay. Yay. You're a yes man. Uh, yay to tip on top. Nay to back. Okay. Yeah, I think I might take two quaddies. One within one out, and then one with just a little bit of insurance. Miles, if you're putting the insurance in the quaddie, who else would you be throwing? It's in? Cool and Gatter, Quinny. It's Cool and Gatter for me. Now Marabi needs a run. Um, I wish I win, I, I think, um, is probably maybe the next pick. I know they're pushed for baller. I just don't think it's quite this grade. Uh, I can't make a case for anything else, really. I, it, it's just got to be cool and gutter for me. Bell and Ipatina track too hard. It, it's it's the horse, I think, that'll fly fresh and fly for the 1,000. What about um, Quinny in Sydney? Do you like anything there? Uh, it's a good day in Sydney today. I think there's a few horses we know a lot more about. Our cabin looks all the rage again, but... I don't know if we'll see such a dominant victory as we saw first up there. I do think we'll see big improvement from 
Osipenko, who's second up today. Currently $8 the win, $1.95 the place. And from a punting perspective, I'd probably be more keen to take Osipenko the place than Arp yeah. Cabin the victory. I do think the favourite is the one to beat, but I also think we'll get better than $1.55, which is currently available. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think no, I think Arp Cabin will win, but Osipenko is a star, and I think he was a... He was an okay effort first up there, Milo. Oh, well, I think you've only got Osipenko and Zoo Tiger. I mean, why can't you just work in around them for yep. your place money? Or I mean, same race multi, something like that. They're the two that are only going to get anywhere near it, aren't I know. they? I'm just having a look at Ladbrokes, Quinny. I've got one for you today. I know you love this. Oh, there we go. Here we go. Yeah. Um, just get your form guide with Ladbrokes up. Yeah, get on your app, the red one. It's unbelievable. And we'll go to the Gallops today, Pinjara. Um, race one export man will be winning 340. Now, I'm going to boost this. I got two boosts at Ladbrokes 360. 360. Yep. Like it. Happy days. And the way you punt will be starting favourite as well. So take the 340 now to avoid disappointment, punters. Uh, Just quickly on Ladbrokes, it's 265 to take Osipenko and Zoo Tiger top four in Half Cabin's race. And if you put Half Cabin in to win, um, you're getting $4.45. They're the only ones that are going to get in. What about top two? Arf Cabin top, conservative. top $3.50. That'll do us. That'll do us. Do us nicely. Hey, Quinny, enjoy Flemington, mate. Love your work as always. Thank you, guys. Chat again soon. On you, There's Quinny. Um, Nicholas Quinn from Labrokes joining us here on this Saturday morning. We'll take a break and then we'll come back with some Hong Kong mail with Tommy Wood. Always great to catch up with Tommy Wood. He's fresh from a bit of a holiday. Shartin tomorrow and it is one hell of a meeting. G'day, Tom. Did you enjoy your break? Hey, Gareth. Yeah, it was good, thanks. Um, what do you think of this card tomorrow? Are you confident that we can make some cash? Yeah, there's a few interesting races. So we've got a Class 1 and a, a couple of Class 2. So later on, those uh, races have all got sort of uh, small fields uh, in them. But uh, the, the Class 1 race, race number 3, uh, over the 1,400 metres, Beauty Joy, of course, uh, former Australian, mm. uh, West Australian galloper Talladega, taking yes. a decent uh, drop back in grade uh, tomorrow with uh, Zach Purton on board. Yes, he does have... 135 pounds to love, but Zach seems to be the man to get the best out of this horse. Of course, comes out of the uh, race behind uh, Golden 60, the, the Stewards uh, Cup uh, back on the, the 29th. So I thought he'd be tough to beat tomorrow despite uh, top weight. I think you've probably got to take note of Cordy Set 6, who many sort of wrote off over the 1600 metres in the classic uh, mile for the four year old. They bring him back here to a 1400 metre race, which uh, should suit him. Uh, number two, and the golden scenery, uh, he's always consistent to horse number six for uh, Tony Cruz and to Karis Teton, always hard to leave the, him out. So I thought that was probably the the, the, the three in that uh, main race of the day. There's a, a really interesting sixth race in the program. It's class four, 1,200 metres. It's got Prince of Porty, who won on debut for Zach Curtin and uh, David Hall, only just got there, and the way found the line, you'd think the step up from the 1,000 to the 1,200 would really suit him. But there's also it's been catching my eye at the trials by the name of Green and White, uh, number five. Only concern is he's come up with barrier 13 on debut, but the, the Ricky stables are flying. Ricky had three winners on Wednesday night. He's very astute with his uh, horses that he goes uh, to Australia and New Zealand and buys. And this is one of them who came through the Magic Midian two-year-old sale for 325000 and he looked good, I think, in all of his uh, three trials. But Ricky, you was looking through the stats with his uh, debutants, unraced horses this season. He's lined up six of them uh, with a 50% winning strike rate. So we're always to pay to uh, take note of Ricky's uh, debutants. He's still got about 15 horses to uh, debut uh, that are in his stable that haven't raced yet. So uh, okay. he's still got some ammo fire uh, 
uh, race six, number five, green, white. And then uh, uh, later on in uh, the day, I thought uh, in race number nine, number six, Supreme Lucky would be tough to beat on what he's done. But uh, certainly watch on Magniac for Jamie Richards and Zach Purton in that race who ran well behind Beauty Eternal on debut. And Beauty Eternal came out and hacked up again last weekend. So thought that'd be a, a couple of the main two in that uh, ninth race. So six, uh, Supreme Lucky and eight, Magniac. Should be a good day's racing once again. Jamie Richards is starting to really hit his straps in Hong Kong. So, um, yeah, that's great to see. And when he teams up with Sack Purton, I think it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a chance for the punters to cash in there, Tommy. But it's great to have your company back, mate. Um, looking forward to tomorrow and the next three to four weeks, especially in Hong Kong racing, mate. We'll catch up with you during the week. Sounds good, Gareth. Thank you. He's a star, Tommy Wood. Thanks to the Hong Kong Jockey Club. And that is Race Card. Thanks to Ladbrokes. It's making every race this Saturday even more exciting. Download the app today and Ladbroke it. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. The SEN trackside team are ready to go to take you through a big day of racing. The captain has arrived, David Taggart. Miles Fitzner's ready to go as well. So sit back and enjoy the lads' company. And hopefully they can help you. I'm into a few winners. Josh Jenkins as well will be with the team. Have a great day.